If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All righty, it is Wednesday at 9 o'clock. You all email me about, when's Tom on? Tom's on now. Tom Korski, managing editor over at Black Locks Reporter, a subscription-based magazine that gets all the goods. Good to have you, Mr. Tom. Thank you, Alex. I do. I do get emails saying, can you please have Tom on earlier? Can you do this? I'm like, yeah, I'm off. We'll do it. <laughs> there you go. You're, you're on. Um, just uh, quickly, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, what are you hearing as far as talk of this NDP um, liberal coalition? Uh, is it, 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 thing? Appear, it No, it's, it did appear to be largely a, a media uh, creation, going back to McLean's <gasps> magazine and some what? other reporters picked it up. I know, it's a shock. It's, it's a shock. <laughs> the, the thing is, and we asked uh, Mr. Singh this very point. He made what was seen even within his caucus among old-timers, a mistake in the last parliament, where he had announced way back in early innings, you know, uh, we don't want a pandemic election. And so we're going to uh, make sure that we don't get a pandemic election. We're going to try to do good things for the electorate. Uh, and we asked him, you, you got the election anyway. And there's some dispute as to how much you received. You know, did you trade the cow for magic beans? Singh was very explicit. And he said, no, we're going to take this one vote at a time. We're not making that uh, decision again, one vote at a time. Well, anyone who's ever played poker knows that's how you play, right? You play the, the mm. cards, and so it would be nonsensical, and clearly it didn't work in the September 20th election for the NDP to give Cabinet the assurance that every vote is a safe vote because Jagmeet says so. Yeah. Anyway, so it's same-o, same-o, same propped-up government all the time. Um, all right, I want to talk about this one because this one's a doozy. Uh, so Cabinet uh, met and sat together and dropped all the, the, you know, priorities that they want to talk about. And so they were asked to choose from dozens of issues, you know, climate change, economy, whatever, of what they want to kick off the new mandate was. And guess what was missing? Out of all 23 priorities, Bill C-10, not on the list. So have they dropped this Internet censorship issue? Interesting. This was a survey for their members, uh, and it was a list of, uh, really a grocery list, of 23 different priorities. Why don't you pick three, they asked party members. As you mentioned, Alex, there was the dog that didn't bark. There was nothing about Internet regulation. That can only mean two things. One is they've dropped it, or B, they want people to think they've dropped it and will try to pull a sneaky. That seems to me a very flawed uh, proposal because free speech advocates, as you and I have discussed, very serious people, former CRTC commissioners, former federal judges, corporate lawyers, civil liberties association, you name it, are wide awake on this. So isn't it interesting that they have decided in their own survey with their own Liberal Party members to not make this a celebrated cause. Whatever will Pablo Rodriguez do? 
Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> well, well, he yelled out. Extraordinary! It would be extraordinary yeah. if they dropped it all together. Because, frankly, with all due respect to Pablo, that would require some deft political skill to say, you know what, this is a dog. Just drop it. Uh, and they're, they're proud people. And it would be extraordinary if he did that, but it's funny that they dropped it in a survey with their own members. Yeah, after telling us, it's crucial, it's absolutely imperative, one of the most important things we ever do in this country. <laughs> Apparently not. Nonetheless, I'll, I'll be glad to see that one die a miserable death. Um, military, who declined to reveal vaccination status, are also being threatened with discharge, effective Monday. Uh, and then you guys dig up, well... 95% already have one shot, 92% are fully vaccinated. So what's the problem? I mean, if they cut 5% of their military, we're talking 2,600 soldiers. I didn't even know we had that many soldiers left. You know, they've never met a recruitment target uh, in 10 years. Uh, they, they are below strength. I That's wonder why. A fact. Well, you know, exactly. How many audits have there been on this? Three over the last decade. At any rate, the uh, acting chief of defense staff, General Air, in a message to uh, the troops and to air crew and sailors, said, mm-hmm. uh, laid down the law, so he said, in uh, enforcing a cabinet directive that everyone must show proof of vaccination or claim a medical or religious exemption by Monday, or that's it. You may be discharged. Uh, between you and I, Alex, no one believes that. They can't afford to lose one soul, and they no. know it. And this will be left, unfortunately, to individual unit commanders, and so enforcement will be all over the map. There may well be uh, uh, martinets who will attempt to discharge volunteers they can't afford to lose. They know it, and everyone knows it. But the takeaway here is, you know once this witch hunt burns its way out, we, you and I, in one year, two years, could be six months, you will have the military commanders testifying in parliamentary committee saying we just can't reach our recruitment targets. And I hope, some MP says, you remember that goofy witch hunt you had for, for people who wouldn't disclose their medical status when 95% were already vaccinated? What about that? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. that That's not a small vaccination rate. I mean, that's... Uh... Anyway. It's higher than the national average. You're fully vaccinated at 95%. You're down to people who are Christian scientists or who can't medically get vaccinated. You have, yeah. If that's not herd immunity, what's left, right? Or maybe it's a pregnant woman just waiting till she has her baby. I don't know. But the bottom line is when this issue dies, a, a quick and, and painful death, I will be happy to because it's been so politicized needlessly recklessly and how we have uh, allowed it to is so beyond me but nonetheless here we are uh, I think this is an interesting story too because it just reeks of the arrogance and just the um, well the ignorance so federal judges ordered the release of confidential emails between airline lobbyist Scott Striner who is the CEO of the Canadian Transportation Agency and who was faulted by consumer advocates because he allowed or was instrumental in allowing air, airlines to forego that cash refund of about 8.5 billion worth of tickets that got cancelled when COVID hit nonetheless emails aren't very uh, pretty he s- says stuff like um, in a confidential letter he says well Complaints from passengers are time-consuming, and, you know, we've got to minimize the number of complaints. Well, you wouldn't get so many complaints if you just gave people their money back. 
This is the issue. You know, this is striking. There's really, let's be frank, this is one person. His name is Gabor Lukash. Uh, he's a uh, passenger rights advocate, has been for years, and he's out of Halifax. He's not, uh, he's, he's well known. This is his case. From the outbreak of the pandemic, the airlines pocketed over $8 billion in prepaid tickets on canceled flights. And people said, okay, do I get a refund? And Scott Striner, the CEO of the regulator, who is supposed to represent consumer interests in the airline sector, put up a website notice and said, we don't think that would be fair to airlines. They're a little short of cash right now, so vouchers and coupons are okay. So airlines didn't bother paying cash refunds. In committee, Striner said, you know, the regulations just aren't clear. He had two MPs from two separate parties literally read out the regulations in plain English that said airlines had no right to keep that money. As one MP said, Taylor Backrack, with the New Democrats, what you've done is you've turned passengers into unsecured creditors. You know, passengers who may have lost their job because of COVID, what do they mm -hmm. care about giving yeah. an unsecured loan to Air Canada that gave a seven-figure bonus to its CEO? That's Scott Strainer. The CTA, yeah. Canadian Transportation Agency, has been industry-friendly for years. This court order, they want to see Strainer's emails, buddy seriously, hand over the documents, this could get really interesting, Alex. Oh, yeah. It's always in the fine print that you get the real, uh, to the real crux of the issue. But uh, what might be a small thing to him, you know, could be a family vacation that uh, some poor family saved up for all their lives. And, you know, it's not money to him, but it is to a lot of other people. But nonetheless, um, I'm out of time, Tom. I'm out of time because I would have uh, liked to have delved into the CRA. But I can't. I have to let you go. And um, that'll be that. But I appreciate you joining me. Uh, no, thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. You've done your work. All right. Tom Gorski joining us here. He is, of course, with Black Locks Reporter. It is subscription-based, worth every darn penny. But, of course, you can hear him with us on Monday and Wednesdays at 9 o'clock. Stay with us here. Alex Pearson on point. This is Global News Radio.